Welcome to Mindful Empowerment. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, and today we're very excited to have with us Grace Sagra. And she is, has a tremendous background in holistic health. She's an RN. I believe you said you've been working as a nurse since the 1970s in different areas and use lots of different holistic techniques in your practice. And rather than me kind of going on and on in the introduction, I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more from you, Grace, about you and maybe what started you on your path into holistic health and even going into nursing in the first place. So thanks for being here too. Well, thank you, Mary. It's really my pleasure, you know, to be with uh, a colleague and to um, just not just as a podcaster, but also in the health field. And we're both uh, trained in the classic traditional Western medicine, but we both have work to do in terms of holistic medicine. So my, my, my little background begins really from when I was growing up in the Philippines. And that's where I was, I was raised. It's, it's, in a, it's in the area in the Philippines where it's in the middle, middle of the, there are three main big islands in the Philippines. And I belong to the one in the middle. And that is called Luzon. And that part of the Philippines, I'm on the tip side uh, towards the southern part of the Philippines. And so that means I'm, my, I grew up in a little mountainous area, but at the same time, also on the ocean side. And during that time, it's not fully developed, even now. But what I mean is, we, I grew up with no television, just radio, okay, a lot of walking out, camping out, hiking out. So it may be a city, but it's like a combination of a, we call it urban and a rural, so a rural and an urban. And um, so that, that's, that's the kind of environment. And because we were really, and in terms of hospital during that time, we just have a level two, you know, or then we moved to the level three hospital. So, well, all serious cases, medical cases, they are transported to Manila, okay? So because of that kind of environment, I experienced and, and I've seen that we were close to, um, I, I can say home remedies, which are natural remedies, and at the same time, a lot of um, respect for traditional healers from herbalist to healot, which is a massage therapist, and also uh, the people who do, let's see, oh, it, now it's equivalent to the chiropractor. So, but we have people who adjust spines adjust anything that's like kind of off alignment before the word chiropractor so so with that it's it was still in me that that you have a resource other than being going to the doctor other than the hospital so you so it's like you know it just comes naturally and but part of me likes to take care of the sick that even before I was like nine, 10 years old. And again, part of the culture that when you are older and there you have younger siblings or your aunt or someone close to you get sick, then you are there to help. 
So then I realized I, I like I like when someone gets sick for me to take care of. Not that I want them to be sick, but I said, oh, I like it when I can make them feel good. Like you can make some lemonade, you know, like a real lemonade or like make some rice porridge soup. So like, oh, okay, I like this. Like, so, you know, it becomes like, so I was in, uh, inspired already. Then, and, and because, because again, it's part of uh, growing up, the time parents would say, what do you want to take if you want to go to college? So what would you want to be? So that's when I said, oh, I think I want to be a nurse. Because it looks, well, honestly, the first thing I like in the nursing when I was there, they look so pretty in uniform. <laughs> They're just so white, you know, white uniform, so clean. But at the same time, they speak a lot on taking care of people. So I like that, and I like. I said, okay. So I so I was so curious to study on on the western side of taking care of people, working side by side with the doctors, but at the same time, I'm so excited to know that there's certain food, there's certain herbs, there's certain drinks that during my time growing up, they were like part of the part of the healing or caring system. So it's like you, it's, it, no one said, okay, don't bring that. Or, or I didn't have that uh, feeling that people will sue me or, you know, or they, they just look for things to, to blame you. So and then, I'm always curious. So then <laughs> I just continue, continue, continue studies like that. So then in the United States, you got a little bit more into like the traditional Western medicine is that right? And practiced it, it in that continue, at all? It continues to be a combination. Okay, but my entry point to come to United States is my application for, as a working visa. So we need to work in order for me to legally stay in United States. Okay. But then at the same time, I remember, you know, we had like, uh, as part of the screening for a foreign nurse, they, you have to uh, submit your stool exam. You have to have a urine exam, chest x-ray, everything, right? And then I, in, the, in my stool exam, they said I have amoeba, which is mostly for also people from third world countries. So then they have a prescription for me, the, the uh, uh, flagell for, for the amoeba and say, take this for a month. But at that time, it was already a, it was just as if someone was guiding me that as soon as I arrived in United States, I met already interns who are studying what they call um, know thyself, to heal thyself. And they were, they were actually meeting at the University Medical Dental Center and Medicine in New Jersey, you know. So it's, it's even like, they have those um, alternative, during that time, that was 1980s, they call it alternative complementary medicine. So I say that the creator, the source, did not give me a lot of chance to fool around, <laughs> to, to forget where I came from. So right with them, we were studying. I was with them already, with a group of 50 people, maybe two or three of 
were of us were from the medical field, but all the others were um, ordinary people. When I say ordinary, ordinary professionals, mothers, um, lawyers, and other um, health, not, not in the healthcare field. So, so I didn't get a chance to fool around. That's when I right away learned how to meditate. I mean, I knew about meditation in the Philippines, but I just ignored it. I didn't practice it. But when you are already taken out of your of your um, native home, suddenly there was an opportunities for me to open myself more to see what are they talking about. So, so you, I welcome that, and because of that, that brought me to more studies about herbs, about um, the five elements, you know, the Ayurvedic medicine, uh, about fasting and during that time fasting was not even a popular word word detox was not popular word and yet that's what we were already studying in 1980s and in my journey in my journey um mary it's that's early enough i understood and i experienced that when you start going into a journey that may be unfamiliar to people, you may be isolated. And people may talk about like, oh, why is she doing that? She grew up in the Philippines, she drink regular water and suddenly now she has to buy some bottled water. You know, <laughs> but I, but I kind of just ignore that because all I know is everyone, and even if I grew up in a third world country, even if I grew up not, not and you know, having fancy things. I have a choice. I have an opportunity that I can do something different, do something better. And so in the hospital where I was working, people see me what I do for myself. And I wasn't taking clients yet, but people see me. So when they see me and they I persist and I was the one who barely called out sick. So I think some something is something good. I'm doing something good. <laughs> yeah. And the, the group that you met in, you, you're meeting with Know Thyself to Heal Thyself um, is, is kind of what they what like the main mission or the focus. And could you explain that a little bit more? Because in simple understanding for me and for people, it always begins at any change that you want, that you see in others or in your community or in yourself, so you can see, must begin within you. So all this talk about inside out, incension instead of ascension, um, that healing starts from within. It's really an old talk, an old teaching that's right there. So, um, and that's one of the, you know, uh, it's just one of those, uh, let's say, beautiful words that's in a quotation to say, know thyself to heal thyself. And, and, and interesting enough, they were being led, that group was even led by African-Americans who, whom I was introduced to. Because in, in, I worked in New York, in the Bronx, and that's very multicultural place to work. New York is like, 
I think you find all the all kinds of race, all kinds of citizens around the world. And someone said, anything that I need from around the world, you just go to New York and you'll find it. I don't know about now, that's a whole different story. But, and it was true. So that is knowing thyself to heal thyself. They, they've been talking about that already. And, and that's also when we started to, I started to learn more on the power of choosing your, your food, your drinks, your mind, your behavior. And that resonated much to me because then I, growing up, we ate a lot of vegetables because we didn't really have enough money for the meat, especially because that's expensive, nor to buy any kind of like, um, processed food like cheese and that's not like our part of our norm okay our standard and we can't afford that but then when I came here and I'm like thinking goodness there were so many things we were my family were doing right thank I'm glad we did so it, because and it's interesting that I appreciate already my my background in the Philippines where I was there but more so when I came here because that became my foundation, my stepping stone. And I was able to share that with that group as well. And they were happy to know also what my experience from another country. So, and in that group, there were also people from the Caribbean and from uh, Africa. There were also people from not just African-Americans, but it's because the, the geographical location is in the north in the north in north jersey there's a lot there's really rich uh, people that the community is rich with people from all different cultures and different background and christians muslims rastafarian and that was like suddenly my suddenly my my whole world opened up to all of this and when people were talking about vaccination that's where also with that group i learned and 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 by nature i just like to soak up um, like a sponge said anything that's good i will remember it and i will practice it so that's another thing with knowing yourself you it you it's a responsibility. Once you know something, it's hard not to forget what you know that's good for you. So all of that again. And then I, I, I see my physical self changing, plus my behavior changing, plus my respect for all kinds of spiritual practice was already at least expanding. When I say um, respect, because I didn't know much about even if in the Philippines we have one major island where there's we have a lot of Muslims, um, Filipinos, I didn't know much about them. And I now when I I'm I'm here and then I remembering I have some classmates and I kind of was sorry that I didn't get to know them a lot. So all all of that was like you know coming out of my system. And if I can compare it to, I say that, it, you know, we study the Bible and I'm, I'm also a Protestant faith when in the Philippines, which is a minority because most Filipinos are Catholics. But so I've experienced to be in the minority side. 
I experienced to be in the darker side of the Filipinos. But I remember that when I came here, I was like 90% I want to come here, but not really. Because in my understanding, I already knew that United States power has a lot, is not just limited to United States. And when I say power politically, economically, because I already was with a group in the Philippines when we study about World Bank, IMFs, multinational um, you know, um, imperialism, we study all of that. But then I keep thinking, I feel like I was like Jonah, you know, when Jonah was swallowed by the whale and Jonah was taken to another place. And then that was just, it was just spit out. So I thought that, that, I felt like that was me. I came here because again, part of the Filipino culture, when you're older and you have the ability to earn money, then you help your family, you go somewhere. and. I, I think that's why they said the Filipinos are in every country. I'm not sure if there's another, any country where there's no Filipino. So we're just, we're just part of like, you go and help your family, which is also, it has a disadvantage and an advantage for the family and for the country as well. Sometimes we call it brain drain. And at one point we call it brain hemorrhage. So that all the educated Filipinos were all getting out of the country and maybe were neglecting our country. And, and so if you, so what I, but all of this made me strong, made me open. And we can keep saying that wherever we go, whatever happens, that whatever happened last year in 2020 and whatever will happen now, we, most of us, we look forward that it will change. We've been through a rough time in, in, in some of us coming from another country, and that's why we came here. And it's okay if we, it's okay if things are not going right. When I say it's okay, not because we don't have to do anything, but we got to do something and it will change again. And, and that's why most people, most, most of the time, I tell people, don't wait for anything to happen, but be part of that movement that will make it happen. And, and I will always say that, um, you know, how also many times, even the new, new physicians, and they, they waited to see all the studies first about food. Let's just go back to the simple food, which doctors before don't talk about it. They yeah, I wanted to know your take on nutrition and what foods you recommend. Yeah, they never talk about that. But now they talk about it because so there are a lot of studies. So and many things don't talk, don't don't wait for a lot of study. Use your intuition. Oh, definitely in in the food, um, it's it's always a foundation as human beings for now, you know, but not not fully depend on the food, but if you have to eat something, it has to be that whole food, um, preferably organic, preferably local in the farm, and preferably most of it really, you know, that's like they call it the clean plate, and they, you can call it rainbow, 
and still vibrant, mostly raw. So all of these things are still the preferred one. And I think everyone knows about it, but the point is, why aren't you doing it? You know, um, and many people just kind of consume all the information, but not really fully practice it. And that has to, that has to be part of your lifestyle. And I still remember when my classmates and friends look at me strange when we go, when we have reunions. And, but then physically, I can say that my, my, my skin was looking better. I wasn't dyeing my hair when they were all dyeing their hair when they was just on their 30s and 40s. Okay. And so, so it, it, and that's inside out. That's knowing yourself and to heal thyself. And knowing yourself always goes back to, for me, it's always your attitude, your behavior. And that's very indigenous teaching too. And not just indigenous, that's so pre-ancient in now as if my, my whole being is uh, um, inviting me to study more way, way, way before, you know, BC, before Christ and, you know, just go keep going back and like beyond earth, beyond the galaxy and just it seems like I'm, I'm kind of ready to listen and study more on that. So the food, oh yeah, like, like um, um, Mary, I remember when I was still in ICU in critical care, I will, I, there's never a day that I don't call the nutritionist, that never a day I don't call the kitchen, because I will always give a suggestion much better than what my patient might choose with their permission. I tell them, you know, they didn't even know that we had a, a, um, a, not a secret, but we have a separate menu that was even much better than the regular day-to-day -day menu. And most people during my time, they didn't know that, okay? I don't know about that. And, I, and, and eventually, I think it was like 10 years ago or more, that certain hospitals, even when they began to adapt this understanding or whole food nutrition, they even created a better cafeteria and kitchen and that people can order. I said, oh, that is nice. So those things were kind of like the, the, in the 1980s when we were sort of studying underground, now it's becoming in the mainstream. So it's, it's quite exciting to see the change. So I'm hoping that I will still have my, a good health so I can still see the change of people being so scared for many things. People forget, they, they seem to they study that healing is from within, but then when things, they hear things uh, that they're scary, they forget all about that. They forget all, all about, I think there's even a joke I saw that, you know, that all the people who are careful with what to use in their spray at home, and then when, when this pandemic was announced, they suddenly were all buying all the bleach, all, the, all those things again that will be harmful to breathe in.
And, and going back to, um, so when you were working in the hospital and you were talking about the food and the nutrition, is that kind of a standard hospital that, that, you know, most people would think of kind of like setting where, you know, you'd use all the regular medications, something like that? Yeah, yeah it was, it was the, the, uh, the standard hospital here in Princeton. And, uh, you know, in, at, at least the hospital is well known for really good service in, from nurses. And, you know, so at least that part, we, we had a good reputation. Yes, it was a standard. They were, um, and, and, and even I still remember when I used to have a conversation with the doctors, the intensivist and all the team, because then they will see, um, okay, this the nurse's station is in the middle. And then you know how nurses can be busy and it's time to eat. Or, and then sometimes our food is just sitting there. We, and then they will see my plate and they will know whose plate, below, who, who's the nurse who, whose plate belongs to, because they will see it with vegetables, they will see it with fruit. So, so that was my, my indirect way of influencing and teaching people is to see it through me on how I can live in the, in the busiest unit, in the craziest unit where, where my mind is so, is, is so focused in the medications that I have to give because that's prescribed. But at the same time, I keep incorporating, I would bring like essential oils. I will do my healing touch. So I didn't, I just keep incorporating what I can. Okay. And yeah, so in that, that food and then the, so the doctors, because of the food, because of the drink, I would bring a thermos, you know, with every herbs in that. And when I open the thermos, it smells so good. And they will ask, what are you drinking? Then I tell them, then they'll see my raw honey. So what are you using? You know, think, then it starts a conversation. So eventually I had to bring my rice cooker in the ICU <laughs> and then because people want to eat rice already. Then I eat, and then when at 3.30, Sometimes a nurse will say, Grace, what time are you off? I said, why? I said, I want to go with you. Can we go to the health food store? Can you show me? And health food stores, there was no wild oats, uh, Whole Foods, Trader's Joe. Those are big places now and good and happy there is. It was just small ones, a local. So I would bring them there. I would teach them there. At one point, there were few customers who would ask me, do you work here? I says, no, but if you need help, I can show you. I, I, I can be a, uh, how do you call it? I, I thought like I owned the, the whole the health food store. I know every corner of it and then talk about it. So, and that was, and then as I said, the doctors, right? So then the doctors, I will always encourage them to take care of themselves because if their patients depend on them, then they need to take care of themselves. And if they want, I like also that each of them, especially those coming from another country to create, have their own practice. I already have that entrepreneurship um, in a mind that I said, you can have your own practice. Don't just like settle down because you know, I see their potential for doing that. Even 
um, people from Africa who will end up in the housekeeping department or in the maintenance department, I will always ask them, what kind of work did you do in your country? Then when they start telling me, I always tell them, you know, you should continue study because you may just need a year to study this, two years to study that, certification to study this. And some of them really followed my advice because I tell them, go to the human resources and tell them if they can support you, if there's any way, you know, that you could get a little something. But if not, it's okay as well. Okay, so. You have to keep pursuing their dreams. Yeah, and that's again for me, it's, it's empowering yourself. That's why I said, you know, don't, you don't have to wait for anyone. But it, if, if you are put, if we are placed in a position where, I guess I believe that abundance is all, all over. But it's up to us to recognize it, to, to welcome it, and go through the journey. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it is there. And go going back to the, you know, know thyself and what that really means, you talked a little bit about like your attitude and like being aware of your, your thoughts and then also like what you're eating and how your body responds to food. Um, is that, that kind of the, like some of the gist of that? Yeah. Yeah. So like, who are you? So your, your body, mind, spirit, and your emotion. So knowing each fact, each, each segment, if you want to compartmentalize it, and that knowing also that you're a whole, and that in every part actually of that is still a whole. So all of that now, and then knowing thyself again is like knowing your history, knowing um, your knowing knowing your weaknesses. Okay, knowing what irks you, you what annoys you, but same time knowing what inspires you and what moves you. And lately, Mary, I my aha moment just before my birthday is that I I'm not going to only be inspired for myself anymore, not just for me, not even just for my family anymore. Because I've realized in 2020 that there are things that happen that is like a test and a realization for me that even your family may not be with you as you continue your journey. So I guess we're really born here on our own, so you ha we have our specific journey to do, to go through. So now I said to myself that I'm going to still continue what I know in, ter in terms of knowing myself, to heal myself, because I have a mission to do that and share that to others. Now if, and then those who are, who are ready and who are willing to listen and have that inspiration through me, because I'm just a conduit of information from the source, then I'm happy to do that. And when I have to think of that, it feels like I can, I can accept that part, some of my family members may not agree with 
the things that I say, I'm saying and I'm sharing in 2020 and maybe in still the next year to come. I'm hoping it's less than a year, but it may still happen that there's a lot of disagreements and there's a lot of fear. So that's, mo that's what motivates me. So knowing yourself to heal thyself is all also about knowing your purpose in life, your mission in life. And I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, you can always work hard, uh, stay up late and uh, go through on whatever challenge, you know, and then with that also knowing thyself to heal thyself, then you, you know how to reach out because you would know when it's time for you to ask for help as well. Okay. And knowing your purpose and knowing your mission in life, I mean, that could probably be a whole topic right there in and out on its own, but kind of in, in short, do you have um, a, like a recommendation, um, anything like, or that you found for yourself or is it always like one specific, you know, thing for each person? I think that, well, the overall, um, there's, there's many um, daily habits, I believe that are applicable for everyone. And, but now like one is that mindset is really important, you know, to have that mindset that you have a responsibility because to be born in this world is a, is a gift, is a present. And so with that gift, you have a responsibility to make the most of that. So with that mindset, it's already great, okay? And you continue. Then just looking at our body, it means that we have to move. So whatever movement we do first thing in the morning or in the evening, that's good. And in the Philippines, I used to run here. I got, I, I ran before, but I didn't like too much of it anymore. And so, but I, I like still doing, um, I, I have a little machine that, you know, you can stand on that machine and it kind of helps you to vibe, be on that vibration mode. But if you don't have that machine, you could also tiptoe and just kind of like shake your body like that. And if not, you just shake it. All right. I know others have the rebounder. So that's one beautiful thing also, because then, you know, you kind of like um, working away from gravity. And that's that in that moment that you're up, there is some resetting of your uh, whole spine that happens. So, so movement, movement, movement. And everyone knows about you sprint, you slow down for five minutes, you sprint again for a minute and you slow down. Someone was telling me today that, you know how hard it is to sprint for a minute? I said, okay, you don't have to sprint for a minute, but just run fast as much as you can tolerate for a minute. And then you walk for five minutes. So and in, in whatever it is, just don't give yourself any excuse that you cannot do anything because of this and this and that. There's always something you can do physically. Like I, um, I haven't done my flamenco and I used to love that. And 
that was that this one i have still an excuse but i'll find a way eventually when the weather is nice again that i can do the flamenco and do my feet without anything falling because <laughs> i have a limited space as well so then my, my my but in then other than the food right so we we talked about the food earlier but my most favorite thing is really doing that meditation time I, I even always say that maybe if everyone really learned how to meditate, maybe there will be no divorce or no, no, not, not a lot of fighting among um, family members. Because I think that meditation helps us to get to know ourselves again, but at the same time, we could always look at the other person not with anger, uh, not with impatience, but with the understanding that, okay, whatever is this person saying or talking, it's not about me, but it may be just the person is going through something. So you don't take things personally. So that, that's why the meditation for me works so much. And I, that helped me a lot when I was in ICU because Again, in ICU, you come in first thing in the morning, your, per, per, your patient may be coding already. And I had for many years, uh, my boss was, at that time, I feel like she's after me. She's always looking after me, meaning I was not in her favorite side. That at one point, she even mandated, forced me by mandation that if I don't go to a counselor, then I can't work. So I just... I said, at some point I said, okay, I'll go to a counselor because I, I don't talk to her so much. I didn't. Why would she, um, why would she want you to go to that counselor? At, at that, at that time I was going through separation, you know, the bef separation from my son's father. So she thinks I'm having such a difficulty, but I, I really don't, go to her like to tell her every all my little problem <laughs> so so you want a person you had a personal relationship with her this she was suggesting it not as far as the professional i think so but she would tell me you should be like her and i know what she was pointing that that other nurse i know she would that other nurse will talk everything about to her because also some people are like that <laughs> And eventually, the other person became also a director. See, I wasn't aiming to be in the higher up, <laughs> you know, so I don't have to have friends in higher up. I'm Med meditation helps you relate to, to the other people you're saying. And yeah, yeah. And then there was this meditation that we call Tonglen, and, you know, so, and the Tonglen meditation is and I would do it during the, uh, what you call this, during the rounds, because she would be there, all professionals, the doctors, and, you know, I'd, and each nurse will report. And I, I love those meetings, because I like, I like science. I like telling them what the numbers of my labs are for my patient. It makes me look so good when I'm doing it. But at the same time, I'm ready to give all the information for, to, to the doctors. So... When, when, the, when my, my boss was in, in the group and I'm feeling like I'm getting annoyed with her, 
I will breathe in like all the things that I can, I seem to hear from her that's making me feel bad. Like it, as if I can imagine it as cloudy or gray or blackish color. And it's an air that's coming out of her system. So I was brave. I was taking it out of her system, putting it on me, in my heart, and converting that into a luminous color and bringing it back to her. Now, I'm not saying that I'm good and she's not, but I'm, all I keep thinking is she might be having a difficulty at home or in her position as a director. And I keep doing them. Then the more I do that while well, during our conversation, our meeting, and I, I stop being annoyed with her. So especially when I need, I can't be annoyed when in front of all the, the people. And the, the, yeah, softens your response to her, mm -hmm. changes the energy. Yeah. And <laughs> then she was with us for five years. And my, my colleagues know me. So when she, when, one day I got a phone call said, hey, guess, guess who's leaving? I said, who? <laughs> then they told me, our boss is leaving. I said, oh, and it's funny. The first thing I said, oh, my goodness, there is really a God? Because <laughs> I said, I've been praying that, you know, I've been praying that whatever happens, please <laughs> don't let it get worse. And, but it wasn't only me who's happy, actually. It's just, it was just obvious that I was one of the, few that had a so had a much difficulty during her administration and because we were so happy we gave her a party <laughs> and, and getting into the you know bigger picture you know i'm sure you know like you're saying things that maybe you you learned or you were able to to practice or share helped you or other people and then maybe there was somewhere else she needed to go in her path but talking about like finding your you know your mission and your your purpose. I know you, you talked, you, I think that's where we kind of got into the meditation and, um, and like, you know, moving your body and exercising. Is there, is there anything like else you want to elaborate, like as far as that goes? Oh, okay. Cause that's usually a question, right? Especially for young people. When I say young, maybe in their thirties and below, and I've worked with people with, uh, with, uh, at that age. Um, I think one of the things that you know, people can do, young men and women, to really find their purpose and mission. I think everyone's mission is to be loving. So that's one, okay? To be loving, to be forgiving, all the good values. That's, that's your purpose. And to serve. But if you one has to be specific what kind, is keep looking at what your talents are. Maybe at one point, one can just see what interests you, what, uh, what you like to, to, what you like with people. So, you know, you may already be next to someone who may, you may want to have the same work or the same purpose. And it may be because you were really meant to be near that person or near, the, you may, it may be already that you are in where you need to be. So that's also good. If, you, if one has that quiet time of meditation and contemplation, where you, where you are is where you begin. And 
So just like I, as I mentioned when I was growing up, so when I realized I really like to take care, I like to use my hands, I like to use my little skill in cooking, in making healing foods, then I thought, oh, this is really nice. And then I saw, oh, it could be a nurse. So then, you know, so suddenly it opens up. So knowing what gives you joy, knowing what you will wake up and not be tired, okay? And it may also be that you may have to have different kinds of job, but similar purpose, similar mission. So it's okay also if you have to change. It's, 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 that's one way, just like, you know, you and I marry, right? So we're not just, when you're not just an ordinary pharmacist and not just an ordinary nurse, but we, we expanded. We want to um, develop our skills more for something more that we can continue. But it's basically, for me, it's that loving will mission. And at the same time, it's that honoring that we have a free will, that we have a free choice. And because of that, that's, that's still part of our mission in life is to keep reminding each other about the loving will in every particular work. Because we came here out not just to do some type of job, but it's more again in, um, in just, how do you say, yeah, just mastering that good frequency cultivating that good frequency vibration in our body so that we can uh, we can really maximize our potential of what it is to live in this world and i think it's a beautiful picture if you we we see that so that's that's the mission <laughs> and and let's jump to a little bit about what you're doing now with your podcast and um, maybe, you know, some guests you've had or in topics that you, you know, you cover. Because uh, I think definitely like a lot, a lot of the listeners would probably be, you know, interested in checking that out and hearing from you. So my podcast, Quantum Nurse, Out of the Rabbit Hole from Stress to Bliss. Um, I like to, that's a podcast where I like to bring people who are experts, experts, not just having the degree in education, but expert in their lifestyle, holistic lifestyle, holistic mindset, and experiences where they have overcome certain health difficulty. And that's the kind of um, conversations we have in, in, uh, in at Quantum Nurse Podcast. But at the same time, because I always believe that there's so many factors that affect holistic health. Then that comes in topics like finances, topics perhaps on politics, uh, topics on just um, movement. So anything, because for me, those those are li our life, our health is multidimensional. And it's, it has so much multi-spherical things going on. So I like to touch in all of that. So whatever appeals to 
my audience, which I'm reaching out to those who are stress caregivers, whose loved ones are suffering with dementia and Alzheimer's, because that's my current nursing specialty. And I like them to know that they can, that there are things that they can still do. That I like them to see that, okay, that, that if one store and more and more and more businesses in my community cannot operate anymore because of many things happening nowadays, for me, that's going to affect the health of the owners and then the community. It, it, it kind of just boils down to all, all, you know, practically anything and everything that affects health. I love to bring um, all those who have modalities in terms of not just for the supplements that they have to take, but also modalities in terms of energy medicine, especially using certain types of technology to help to like put some um, vibrational healing vibrations in certain containers that are like can help us so all of these are in in my podcast the quantum nurse podcast awesome and love to have you back another time to get into some of your other holistic practices also that you do and um, like we we touched on a little bit briefly in, in the beginning now kind of going into a new year and last year you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, I can't wait for this year to be over. I think we've all heard that a lot and a lot of people living in kind of, you know, f- fear and, and worry and stuff. And what would your, what would your message be to people, you know, out there who are kind of, you know, waiting and hoping this year gets better? Don't wait and start right now for at least find one thing that you have been procrastinating to do and just do it, just do it. And let's just say the best thing is maybe do it for 21 days, 21 days. Why 21 days? There's a number of studies that it seems like we human beings can sustain 21 days. If we do it, then it becomes more part of our habit. It, and if so, if we fall off after 21, then we can easily go back to it again. So whatever that is, just do it. Okay. And and I'm sure you know what you need to do. You know what you need to change. Just do it. Okay. Just do it and always begin to love yourself and loving yourself will begin also by doing what you've been procrastinating. And then when you love yourself, then it's easier to just love others as much as you love yourself. That's very good advice. So we talked a little bit about the diet. A lot of people know they need to maybe eat healthy, but they don't do it. So it's, you know, just kind of deciding you're going to do it and, and then loving yourself, because if you don't have that, that desire, that motivation, then, you know, people won't take that first step. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Thanks so much for your time and for being here today, Grace. And I'll put the links um, you know, to your podcast and everything down below. So thank you so much, Mary. And I wish you also the best. And I thank you also f- to our audience and uh, more power to you. Never give up. 
there's always, every time you breathe, there's always a chance to do something and experience something much better. Okay, and I say, in my language, I say mabalos. Thank you. Thank you, Grace. And thank you to our listeners. Um, check out Grace's podcast and uh, appreciate your subscribing and liking this video. Thank you.